Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, chapter 12. Beginning in verse 1, we read, Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. So they made him a supper there, Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. And therefore Mary took a pound of ointment of pure nard, very precious, and anointed Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragment of her ointment. This is the famous story of an act of love and dedication on the part of a woman by the name of Mary. Mary was a sister of Lazarus whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Now this Mary, it seems, was willing to love her Lord beyond mere words, beyond just verbal affirmation. There are, albeit few, a number of believers who, like Mary, Love the Lord with her whole being, sacrificing all that he or she is and has. These individuals do not merely give of themselves, but moreover they literally give themselves out of a heart of pure love for the Lord. Such is the whole of the pinnacle credo in Matthew 22:37 that says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This kind of believer expresses a sacrificial and costly love. Note the words very precious or very costly in our text. This ointment was a perfume or oil. Verse 5 tells us that it was worth 300 denarii. Now 300 denarii or 300 pence equaled a year's wage. Just imagine that scene bottle of perfume worth a whole year's wages being poured on the feet of Jesus. Think of this costly sacrifice being made. Perfume, you see, was the most precious thing to Eastern women, and Mary was taking her most precious possession and giving it to the Lord. Now this leads us to the obvious question. How do we show our love and dedication to Christ? How do we express our faith in real and tangible ways. Do we truthfully seek first the kingdom of God? Mary was willing to go so far as to express her love and dedication in a public arena. Everyone around her could see her witness. You see, often when it comes to the subject of service, people who do little or nothing are quick to cite the story of Mary and Martha back in Luke 10. Mary at the feet of Jesus and Martha complaining that she was doing all the work. And of course, their point would be that one should not be so busy serving, but rather just, you know, sitting at the feet of Jesus. But please notice here that this scene, or excuse me, that scene, is repeated here, but with a significant difference. For this time, Martha is not complaining. The issue in truth is whether we feel obligated in some way to do and are striving and complaining in our service. 
such as not to minimize the importance of spending time at the feet of Jesus. That's not what I'm driving at here. But if we all ran with this to the extreme, well, nothing would ever get done and the kingdom would fall into disrepair. Furthermore, little if any evangelism would ever occur to further the spread of the gospel. Yes, we need to be like Mary, every one of us. But the kingdom of God must also have people like Martha, or the lost will not hear the good news and will be lost eternally. Now the bottom line is our attitude and our heart towards our service to God. Whether our practice of such overtly present, prevents us from time at the feet of Jesus. Certainly Jesus himself is not always just sitting around chilling. He said himself, quote, Do you not know that I must be about my father's business? End quote. Rarely will we clean and admit that it is not a Martha syndrome in our service that keeps us from the feet of Jesus. Mostly, often, most often, excuse me, it's instead our secular jobs, our family life, our hobbies, our time-sucking material possessions that keeps us away from the feet of Jesus. So our strategy here is generally an excuse not to serve God. The Gospels of Matthew, the Gospels of Mark, they tell us specifically that this was the home of Simon the leper that Jesus was at. This is Simon the leper that Jesus no doubt had healed. Now evidently, Simon had also invited Lazarus, Mary, Martha, as well as Jesus and the twelve apostles to dinner at his house. It should be noted here that these believers had gathered socially for fellowship. Now some of us are so religiously minded that we think fellowship with the Lord should be limited to church or for a Bible study. Of course, it's right to meet together for church on Sundays, but how many of us would ever think of inviting Jesus as well as others to have supper in our homes? Our Lord seemed to enjoy these kind of social gatherings. When telling of the welcoming back of the prodigal son, he called upon his servants to make ready the fatted calf and said, Let us eat and be merry. Jesus, he frequently sat down at the tables of many to have fellowship with men and women in the ordinary affairs of life. More than once, he attended a wedding and and the Pharisees themselves even noted that he ate with publicans and sinners. But again, let us not lose track of the most important aspect of this story. And that was the act of Mary. Now what occurred that day is quite simply an act of profound love and adoration on Mary's part. So much so that G. Campbell Morgan once prompted uh, a quip saying, I would rather be in succession to Mary of Bethany than to the whole crowd of the apostles. Verse 4 of our text says, Then Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, one of his disciples who would betray him, said, Why wasn't this ointment sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Now he said this not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And having the money box, he used to steal what was put into it. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.